This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, I'm glad that we have one half of the first family of Chillicothe podcasts. Yeah. With your wife, of course. <laughs> you guys are like podcasts right. celebrities because royalty. Royalty, maybe. yes. <laughs> sure. Because both of you have podcasts, which is really cool. So Andy Tomlinson's with us today. We're excited about that. This is our first collaboration. Yeah, we're ep- kind of excited about that. As well. So uh, as yeah. we talk about it, Andy has his own podcast. I'll let him introduce it here. And then uh, we're actually going to release these on the same day and the whole deal. So, yeah. And I always say, welcome to the good stuff. So welcome right. to the good welcome stuff. To the good go. stuff. <laughs> we're happy to be on the good stuff. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. So um, the way I started my podcast, well, okay. So my wife and I went to a conference together. It was called Gary V uh, agent 2021. It was a marketing um, event for real estate agents, uh, insurance agents, and auto dealers, I think. Okay. There weren't many auto dealers, but I'm like, hey, I like Gary Vee. Meredith likes Gary Vee. And what I've never been to a conference with my wife and probably not going to happen again. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he was just talking about, or we had actually a dinner with him. And he was saying, hey, or I was saying, you know, I'm, I don't like video. I don't, she likes video. I don't like video. Uh, I have the face for radio. And uh, <laughs> which is why we were both doing yep, a podcast too. Exactly. So yeah. you're, you're, right. good, you're in good company. And uh, so that's how it started. He said, hey, you should probably just do a uh, podcast on something you like, something that you are passionate about. And so I kept on thinking, what, what am I passionate about? The city, chill guy. Yeah, right. uh, or I could have done the Bengals, but I mean, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, There's plenty to talk about now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, right. uh, that's a pretty exciting time <laughs> to talk about the Bengals. That's right. And so, uh, funny thing is, is you know, my wife gets home and starts a podcast. I wait uh, about two years to start a podcast, and it was it came on shaky grounds too because I was going to start it and then stop and start and then. I had it all ready. Uh, I think Mike was my first guest. Yeah. And that audio is gone because of what you had to deal with. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of how it started. Well, and there was a lot of hurdles. Like uh, right when I was starting it, my, my brother passed away. So yeah. that yeah. pushed it back. And I think, and it's crazy. I think you guys were starting at the exact same time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I was going to start and then. You were going to start, and we didn't realize that we were yeah. both doing the same thing. I was like, "Well, it, I think it works. We both like it." And yep, there, right. there's not there's an abundance of people to interview, and because yeah. our town's awesome, um, so it was. You guys got the 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 head start where I had to kind of. Well, it took me a while to uh, get back because that that was a big shock to the system when you lose yeah. someone close to you. Definitely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we get lucky because Marty knows the ins and outs of audio. Yeah. So like, and as I said before, and I've said this a million times, I show up and talk. And so for me, it's, it's pretty simple. And, and Marty does a great job with the audio and, and he picks on things that I don't even 
perceive, which is kind of cool. And I know you've got a guy that's helping you out. He's, he does all insurance podcasts, right? Yeah. yeah that, that's kind of handy to have. Uh, it is, but the, the equipment he told me, he actually said, go online and go to river something. It was all online because he does all his podcasts online. Right. I'm like, I don't think you quite understand. <laughs> Chillicothe, we don't do it online. Right. We have people come to our place or we go to them. Right. Uh, it's not online. <laughs> it's totally different from what you're doing. So I need equipment. Yeah. And he wanted to do more like a zoom call type right. of right. recording Rivers, where, where they're calling, yeah, where they're calling in and yeah, yeah, that doesn't fly. And I, and I don't like that. I mean, that's not personal. And so, uh, I remember, I think I talked to you and then after my third episode of, uh, it failing audio was awful. And I think I bought all my stuff on Amazon and, it went bad. And then I called Sweetwater Sound. Yep. And Sweetwater. Boy, they were sweet. Yeah. yeah. They are fantastic. Yeah. Um, they're people, when you talk, when you call them, they know what they're talking about. You tell them what you're trying to do yeah. and they will put together, um, and they don't try to sell you like all the high end stuff. No. They're like, what's your budget? We'll try to make it fit in your budget. Um, right now for podcasting is a, it's a great time to get into podcasting because all these audio companies are, are gearing towards podcasters. Mm-hmm. And they're releasing new microphones every day oh, yeah. that are about helping people sound like they're in a studio and not be in a studio. Um, sure microphones, which um, I'm not, we're not talking through a sure microphone in, in either of these four. We've got Audio Technica. This is a Neumann. That's a Sennheiser. Um, they're just mics from my band. But, but sure just released the MV7X. And it's supposed, it's going to come in at about $175 for a microphone, but it's supposed to fix room problems. Like what I'm fighting in this room, it's just, it, they're making it to try to help podcasters sound as professional as possible. So we really got to lock down this sponsor, I guess is what you're saying. <laughs> really? Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Andy runs Tomlinson Insurance here in Chillicothe. It is a legacy business in our town. In fact, Andy's uh, firm was named the legacy award winner this year at our chamber dinner. Um, But Andy um, actually moved back after being away for a while. And I I think that story is kind of interesting. Like you went away to the University of Kentucky and graduated and ended up moving away for a while. And then you came back. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I went to, well, actually, here's the crazy part is everyone thinks I graduated from Chillicothe. So product of divorce, parents got divorced and I moved seventh grade summer to Cincinnati with my mother. Okay. And then, but I was always here on weekends. Yeah. And so everyone thought, yeah, I graduated with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, right. Not really. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, went to uh, UK and then after UK, I went to, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, well, a little detour before that. Went to Hilton Head for a uh, internship my last senior year. Stayed there for six months. Um, realized as a 22, three-year-old, by October, Hilton Head's pretty boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I called a buddy of mine uh, who was in high school with me, at, you know, years ago. And he was in somewhere in uh, New York. I'm trying to, I'm, the name escapes me. It's a very small town. And he actually worked for a newspaper. And he was kind of getting tired of it because it was an older uh, community too in the winter. And we said, let's, you know what, let's, let's live on the beach. So I, we both lived uh, on Folly Beach, uh, absolute terrible apartment. 
Uh, you could put a uh, basketball on one end and it would just keep on rolling. I mean, it, it was hit by Hurricane Hugo and it was never yeah. really fixed. Um, and then from there, I, uh, I worked at uh, a unbelievable restaurant. I, it was a great opportunity and um, crazy times. Uh, Charleston at that time was a, um, they, they had Johnson and Wales, which is a culinary, uh, school. And so they became a foodie town before it was a popular thing. And these guys that I was working with were incredible. Uh, they still, they're on like TV and yeah. opening up, I mean, just unbelievable. And then so I was managing, but I was young and these guys are uh, yeah, you're like, shouldn't you be bossing me yeah, around? Yeah. Well, and they, I wasn't really managed. These guys were, they would take notes. They were professional servers. They made a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, like, uh, one time, uh, this guy that makes, you know, does these notes every night, uh, Emerald Lagasse came in and he served him seven years ago and he remembered what he, what he had for, uh, dinner and what his favorite wine was. He came down with the wine. I'm sorry, I went backwards. And uh, Emerald was like, holy cow. So if you impress yeah. Emerald, I mean. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway, so great times there. Uh, and then I moved from uh, Charleston to Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And uh, I'm a fan. Yeah, you are I'm, a fan. I am a fan. Yeah, you have Big family fan. that, that uh, yeah. go there. Yep, my girls, they we, we went there over the winter. It was a fantastic place. It is. Uh and then, so I, I skied a lot, uh, worked in, uh, the condo, uh, hospitality industry there. And then, uh, nine 11 hit. And then, uh, then I got a call from my father, uh, that he, he wanted some help, uh, back at the insurance agency. And I, at no point wanted to ever come back. And, uh, I think I first said, no, um, he, he was sick. Uh, he had, uh, some heart problems. And, uh, then a couple of days later I said, yeah, I, I, I need to come. So I, I came back home. Yeah. Um, probably one of the best decisions. It is my best decision I've ever made. Um, and it totally, you know, changed my path and, um, uh, you know, hospitality and insurance aren't really the same, but they kind of are, you know, you're helping people, you're, uh, you're more of a service oriented, uh, so it, it, it fit. Yeah. Uh, never thought I, it would because, you know, as a kid, you just don't, <laughs> as anyone who wants to get in the insurance business, it sounds very boring. Right. But you're there to help people and protect people and uh, you're, they call you at the time of need and it's, uh, it's a great fit. Yeah. Do you think it took you um, aging a little bit to see that? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a 20 20 year old, I wouldn't, you yeah. know, no, thanks. You yeah. Know. Didn't see the correlation. No, absolutely. Um, with hospitality and what yeah. you were working in no, at that point. Yeah. No, uh, but it's, you know, yeah. love it. Yeah. And so, I love Chilcothy. I mean, plus when I came back to Chilcothy, um, the downtown wasn't, yeah. wasn't what it is now. Um, but I always lived downtown when I got back, I've been on second street for 20 years. Yeah. You were at one spot and then you just walked yeah, down the street, like right? 118 to 79 <laughs> to 159 to, I think that's it. Yeah. 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 And I that's think right. that's the interesting thing about your story too, is that when you came back, you found a, a town that needed to push in the right direction. And, you know, you had the, the insurance agency and you moved from one 
uh, second street to main street. Yeah. And the building looks beautiful by the way. Yeah. They've done a great job yeah, with it. It has this classic feel to it now, which I think is really, really cool. Thanks. Um, but you've also been a, a part of the the things that have going on downtown. You've got partners and yeah. uh, the three amigos with Bart Hernstein and Nate Baldwin. You guys have renovated the building that has paper city. Uh, you did the Huntington bank building, which now has 50 West in it. And it's gotta be pretty exciting to be part of seeing a building, having an opportunity, but then how do we turn that into a, you know, that has to be, you have to capitalize on the opportunity, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a crazy story of yeah. myself, how the three amigos started. Yeah. Do you guys know I, that? Story I know the, the story, but Marty probably does. I don't. So uh, Meredith uh, was looking for a building for the mighty uh, children's museum and they had a building and I thought they were going to lock it in on a lease. And uh, we were in Cozumel, Mexico. <laughs> Hence why it's three amigos. Um <laughs> And, uh, we were all talking and the old Renix restaurant was, uh, up for auction. I said, Hey guys, you guys ever think about, I mean, this might be a building for the, you know, the mighty children's museum. You guys want to go to the auction? That was it. We went to the auction. <laughs> the rest is kind of history. Yeah, yeah. We started with the museum and then, um, uh, the coffee shop, uh, that was surprising too. We were like, another coffee shop? Do you think it will work? Oh, absolutely. It works. Yeah, Paper yeah. City has yeah. done great. Um, and then we were like, well, we kind of need to do something on the second, third apartments. So when we've had a project since 2016. Yeah. And so after 50 West, uh, we said, we need a break. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That uh, was a lot. Yeah. So we've, um, I think this December will come on a year that we've had a break. So one, one year, but if there's any year, it was after COVID. Well, after, yeah. yeah. I think the, um, the apartments are the thing that I really think was a game changer for Chillicothe. Yeah, I agree. Don't think a lot of people thought of living downtown, no criticism of anybody else that had an apartment, but you guys sort of said, we're going to make luxury apartments and market them as luxury apartments. And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, this might be a tough one to fill, but you've not had any problems filling those no. spaces at all. Actually, we have one open right now. And it's it's funny. I mean, I've had two people look at it, and they're, one couldn't do it. And then this last one, <laughs> funny story. Uh, older couple, uh, live in Commercial Point, live on a farm, uh, have looked at a lot of places in Ohio, uh, have fallen in love with Chilcothy. Uh, it's, I mean, they're in their, I don't know, 60s or 70s and they uh, see what we're doing. It's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun to hear their story. Like today, I, that's where I met and they were like, we uh, have been following Chilcothe. We, we actually get the Gazette. Uh, we see what they're doing and other towns aren't like this. Yeah. And right. it's good to hear. I mean, we, we kind of take it for granted a little bit, but uh, they're coming here because of what's like just the events and different things. Yeah. Uh, and, and for an older person, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're wanting to retire here and live in a, you know, two story walk up apartment. Yeah. I, you know, you yeah. never, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> our first tenant was a, uh, older gentleman on the third floor and, um, that was never thought that wasn't the demographic, but it right, is. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I know when I started seeing pictures of what you were doing in those, like I started working on gin. I'm like, you know what? We could sell our place and move into one of those because I, I loved them. I thought you guys yeah. did an amazing job. They're beautiful. Um, so that's exciting to see that people are, but it, but it is, that's, that is an odd demographic to, to pick up. I mean, we're, well, we're the same, right? We wanted to be downtown. That's why we are where we are now yeah, is because you, we love just walking off the porch and, you know, across the horizon parking lot and go grab dinner someplace. You're or, trying for that horizon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Keep dropping, we, keep dropping. Not really. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, you know, I, I think the, the story that you just talked about to me, like four years ago, five years ago was an uncommon story. It is not as uncommon as we think yeah, now. I, know. I hear more and more people I, and, you know, Kelsey and Meredith are serving people that are moving from the, the Southwest, you know, like yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to, to think about these folks that are coming here now because of what we've created, yeah. you know, and I, I, I say we, I'm just like a bit player in it. You guys are out there doing the hands-on renovation of the building no, it's but not I, just, I mean, it's everyone. It's yeah, not. I mean, but yeah. it's that effort where yeah. everybody was like, you know what? We are going to take care of our own story. We're going to take control of it. Yeah. And we're going to say we will be better 10 years from now than we are today. You know, yeah. and, and that's exactly what we've done, which is great. I you mean, know, the Carlisle spurred it. Yeah. Uh, but then you got, yeah, think of Ed. I mean, yep. holy cow. He's been doing it for a long time and, uh, and keeps on doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just amazing. Yep. And just the other restaurants that came in and yep. hopefully they are going to come in. And, um, hopefully COVID doesn't uh, yeah. <laughs> shut us down. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're getting new building owners downtown too that are, oh, yeah. they have the same vision and same creative spirit about doing these things. And, you know, to me, that's, that's incredibly uh, inspiring to me um, because you know, I'm not somebody with the capital or the partnerships to do it, but I, I certainly will. <laughs> Once you f- fill it up with a restaurant or a, you know, a place, I'm going to be patronizing it on a Absolutely. regular basis, you know, yeah. but I, I jokingly think- said that, you know, somebody said that, uh, 50 West has, uh, had it slowed down a little bit. And I said, well, yeah, I did have COVID for a couple of weeks. So maybe that was why, <laughs> you know, well, I think that that's like an important piece to this that, um, maybe is often overlooked, but the fact that more living spaces downtown are becoming available and people are starting to renovate and create nicer places to, to live or even like Airbnbs popping up yeah. and how Lots important that is to the foot traffic to downtown um, and part of that success. So I think that's really, you know, the more that that happens, the more that that downtown can support and the more successful those businesses will have. Yeah. So. I, have well, I have two uh, Airbnbs across the street from me. It's, it's, just fun to talk to them and say, you know, cause like you, I'm ambassador of Chillicothe and say, where do you, how, how you doing? Where do you guys want to go? What, I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. My wife's like, come on, come on inside. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, it's, it's interesting it's, to see where these people are coming from and what they're doing and what brought them here. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and, you know, there are a lot of small towns that can't say that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, can't tell you. I mean, I got, I got a call from the Maysville, Kentucky, um, chamber director. And she said, I can't tell you how many times I tell people, you know, you ought to look at Chillicothe cause they do it like this or they've done this. And you know, I always jokingly say, yeah, if you can get your, uh, your local hospital to invest, you know, $2 million in a project in the middle of your downtown, you've got it made. Yeah. <laughs> but 
you know, we had to also, it, you know, it had to help catch the fire for other people. Courtney Lewis, you know, Liz Corzine, people that started things when things started to get going. And then right. that just, you know, bred other people, Ben Daughters right. and, you know, um, you know, Chelsea Bruning and people like that yeah. that just really started Cody gravitating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. many great stories. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the podcast for you, um, you've called it the good stuff Yeah, and you're really trying to spotlight. Uh, and I think this is the fun thing. Like you and I were talking the other day, like we need to start talking about our <laughs> ideas because, you know, Every once in a while, we'll say it like, ah, Andy got him before we did. Ed yeah. Kitzelman was that one of those. Yeah, we're yeah. like, ah, he got me. He beat me to it. But that was one that you were you like, know, man, how did he get him? Yeah. yeah. Well, the I one that, he was, that was, uh, uh, well, it took me a long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure of that. Yeah. I'm sure of that. Uh, the only one that has been an issue for me so far, and Marty brought this one up to <laughs> oh, me. Oh, yeah. My sister-in-law <laughs> went on your podcast before she went on mine. But as she pointed out, she had not been invited yet. So well, I want to be clear. That, though? Aaron, like, it was not Aaron Alsop's fault. Was, it was my fault. She was so. very uh, apprehensive. She didn't think she'd like to go on it. And she did wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, she said she was nervous. and she, that, Isn't that amazing? Like, we had the same issue. Yeah. Chelsea Bruning Chelsea was Bruning. And I mean, she was literally shaken when she came in here. But man, she hit a home run. Oh, my gosh. It was such yeah. a great and conversation. I think, you know, it's the, it's the, number one, I think some people are just uncomfortable talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Or they're not used to being uh, us three knuckleheads or in front of this mic every week. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think once you get it over that barrier, boy, you know, you start talking about the things they're passionate about, boy, it starts to come out. Well, and, you know, she said, I, I really wanted to do a short podcast. I could have kept on going on with, mm-hmm. with her. But, uh, I, I listened and yeah. I, I think she would have gone longer and she'd yeah. been fine, but I, I wanted to. You know, yeah, be true to my word. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think for us, uh, what we've figured out or or are learning, maybe not figured out, is that as soon as you can make the microphone disappear in their in yeah. their eyes, yeah, then they get super comfortable and really open up and tell some great stories. Yeah. You know, like last week we had Lori Graves here, mm-hmm. who's has a mic in, in front, front of her all the time, all yeah. the time. And so she was super comfortable from the, from the get go. But when you go back to Chelsea, mm-hmm. like two or three minutes in, we had some laughs and some funny things happened. And then you could just and tell she, Chelsea, yeah. she forgot all about the yeah. microphone. It wasn't something that she was fidgeting with or moving around and really just started telling her story. And that's what we are, you know, that's why we're here. Yeah. And, uh, you got Lori Graves. So she was going to be my guest in July. Yeah. Uh, I, something came up with her. I, I think she had to get a, I can't even remember. Yeah, I remember Las Vegas or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and so I, I we never jived. Yeah, I, then I saw like, <sighs> got it. But the that, podcast wars of Chillicothe. Not, not really though. <laughs> it's really not because there's so many good people yeah. to talk to, and and so many good stories and good things. Right, and and so like we we have had some crossover with a few people, mm-hmm. and something different comes out of yeah. The, yeah. the conversation every time. And so I yeah even. Even those that have already been on the podcast, I think it really, it really helps. With yeah, I mean, we had Emily Gerber Poe on, and she came in, kicked her shoes off, and crossed her legs on the kicked up on you the know, couch. Like, just kicked up on the couch like she was. She was comfortable. Yeah, oh, because she. Yeah. And then I realized afterwards, like she had done four podcasts, you yeah. know, and most of them were insurance podcasts. Yeah. And we were more focused on the local stuff, but right. You know, which I think she, it, it came out really fast that yeah. she enjoyed talking about that. Yeah. That she didn't have to talk about insurance. She, she got to talk, talk about, about yeah. all the yeah. family and all the other things that were going on. Yeah. So, I mean, we just, we still cover those topics, but yeah, 
Um, so just let the conversation have, go. Have, I, I assume you've enjoyed doing your podcast Absolutely. immensely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. How did you guys get into, uh, <laughs> what was your story? <laughs> About five years ago. Yeah. Mike and I were, uh, maybe longer than that. We were coming back from Louisville, Louisville. We went to a Mumford and son concert nice, and had just had this amazing conversation. But the last hour of the conversation was just trying to keep each other awake. Yep. Cause it, it was a, it was, I would say a school night. It was a work night. Yeah. I drove down there, came back and that was a mistake. like four 30 or five in the morning. But I just, that conversation just spurred me. We're like, wow, that was an amazing conversation. How cool would it be? for us to have that same conversation with other people and bring more voices into the conversation and like maybe something good could come out of that. And so I started working on him. I'm like, Hey man, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And he's like, dude, I don't have time to do a podcast. I'm yeah. like, neither do I, but I think it would be so much fun to do a podcast with you. Why would you want to do a podcast with me? And what are we going to talk about? That's what all I ever said. What are we talking about? What are we going to talk about? I'm like all the great things that are happening in Chillicothe. How about we be a podcast that sheds light on, um, those things that maybe don't always get light shed on them yeah. so that people see, you know, see behind the scenes, see what's really happening. Like we talked with Lori, mm-hmm. you know, people know her for her comedy, but she does all these great things for families that are in need yeah. behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. And, and she uses that platform. I'm like, there's so many more stories like that. Why don't we talk about those things? And we bounced it back and forth and Mike, Kind of, he pushed me off for about four years, probably. Yeah, and then so one day I woke up and I was like, "What's that?" Four years of procrastination. That's exactly right. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm a slow, I'm a slow learner. I'm a little slow in the uptake sometimes. Like, it, I have, I think I just one day I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, you know, we, I really would like to do a podcast, but I don't really want to do a chamber podcast. Yeah. That's not really my thing. I, I have three years in the profession, you know, like people could listen to it and go, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right. you know? And so I thought, well, how do I do this and do it right? And so then that we went for a walk in downtown. It was during COVID, I think, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Went for a walk in downtown and we just hashed it out. Like we could do it like this and we could, and then we, but then we got hung up on, well, what do we name it? Right. And that took us like a month and a half to get through. And then all of a sudden it was like, uh, our good friend, Corey breath, uh, had put out an album and there was a song on it called, uh, feels like home. And Marty threw it out. He's like, feels like home. We already have a theme song. If we do that, yeah. I'm sure Corey would let us do it. And boom, just like that. It took I off. I texted him so. like, Hey man, what if we called our podcast feels like home and your song was our theme song. And he's like, done, make it happen. What do I need to do? Yeah, That's like, awesome. Yeah. We had to figure out, yeah, cause you know, the other part of it too is like, do you own the rights to your own music? Right. Because if somebody else owns the right to your music, then now, now I got to negotiate with them. Right. Because yeah, right. it would be great to have, you know, Avid Brothers play your sure. theme song, but you can't get that. Right. Yeah. You got to go through Warner yeah, Brothers and everybody yeah. else. Right. Yeah, you can't so, afford that. And yeah. We can't afford that. So uh, as soon as we knew that, well, we were on our way. And I think from the time that we decided what the name was going to be until the first three episodes, because we launched with three episodes right off the bat, yeah. was like a month. Wow. Cause we just, we just went after it. We recorded, I think, well, we, we did three in three weeks and released all of those. And they were like, wow, we got to keep doing this. Cause yeah. so it, it went pretty quick. Yeah. And what was funny is when we, when we were close, we'd had that conversation, walked around town like, and we need to make this happen. Okay. And we would just, we would procrastinate. Okay. When should it start? Ah, we'll get back. We'll get to it. And then Mike showed up at my band practice one, one night. Yeah. He texted me. He's like, Hey, do you have practice tonight? I'm like, yep. 
till seven 30. I'll be there at seven 30. And he walks in the church, sits down. And like, that's when it really, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, next Wednesday, we're recording the first episode. Yep. Who's, who's going to be our first guest? Who do you think we could get? And then that's just where it came. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, and it, it came together very quickly, but I think I underestimated, like I, I like to prep, you know, like I probably did the least amount of prep. I think maybe the both of us did yeah. the least amount of prep for this, oh, this one. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, I, I would spend, especially at the beginning, I would spend an hour, two hours just prepping about who we were bringing in. And I, you know, it's funny. I knew all these people and most of the stuff that I was writing down, I, I already kind of knew, but then I, when I'd ask a question, things would come out and I'd be like, Oh wow. That I didn't know that aspect of the story. Like for example, I honest to God, I've known you all this time. I did not realize that you moved to Cincinnati. Yeah. See, no and so did. like, yeah. again, like yeah. if you, if somebody would have said, which high school did Annie Tomlinson graduate from in Ross yeah. County? I would have said Chillicothe. And uh, Turpin Spartans. Yeah. <laughs> in so Cincinnati. Like, so it's like, a, it's just, you know, I think that, that's the thing. Like we always want to leave people with you're, you're finding out something that you didn't know about yeah. somebody that you thought you knew. Well, and then I don't know about you, but I, you know, I, I can try to prep as much as you want, but uh, you go off that. Yeah. So quickly. And yeah. it's better that way. Yeah. I don't want to be, Tied. I don't even think I've talked to any of these. I mean, I, <laughs> and in all fairness, I did about five minutes before we came. Yeah, because that's about how much time I had right. today. Well, and again, you know, like I, I think I give a lot more credit to Marty because this sound system is <laughs> foreign to me. I would not know which end is up on all that, and I'm lucky that Marty has the background in it and can make it sound great. He doesn't also modulate my voice to sound like <laughs> Mickey Mouse or anything like that. So. That's what yeah. I kept telling Mike from the beginning. It's like, I'll take care of that piece. You just like, like get people to the table and then I'll figure out how to re- record yeah. it and make it sound as good as it can. And you know, we, I, I critique the sound of ours all the time. I'm always mm-hmm. tweaking and trying to make it better. Um, and, and it will continue to improve, but I, the guests that we've had to this point, um, I, I couldn't have picked better guests. I mean, yeah. I just, super proud of the lineup that we had, yeah. the people we've had a chance to get um, conversations. I think like Dr. Gabus yeah. and, and, um, and it, and it's given me opportunities to say things to people yeah. that I've always wanted to say to them, but I've never had the opportunity yeah. um, with Dr. Gabus and how he took care of my dad after my mom's death. Um, I would never have had a chance to sit down and talk to him, but Mike was running a few minutes late and we we're sitting in my living room. I said, and I finally, I just said, I have to tell you something. Thank you. And like that was that was, that episode will always be special to me because I had that conversation yeah. with him before we even hit the record button. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it was it was great. Yeah, yeah and I, I you know I think same thing for me. Like I you know I got to tell Emily how special Joel is in my life. You know yeah. I think I don't know if she really knew that story much. You know, yeah. um, and just the other people like I thought you know when we had Wes Molbash on like to me that was such a great episode because he was just open and honest and ready to talk. And, you know, I mean, so genuinely, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it just, and just to hear his story and about all the exciting things that he's doing, like I didn't know all those things. So yeah. it, it just made it that much better, you know? Well, and, and you know, when we, uh, our radio station used to have the Dan and Mike show in the mornings mm-hmm. right. and, uh, that is now missed. And, yep. uh, I felt like this was something that could kind of take, uh, that part and it's more convenient really. Let's be yeah. honest. Cause we don't listen to, uh, we, some people listen to the radio like right. they normally do, but, 
these podcasts, you can, for me, I use them when I run mm-hmm. or when I right. work out or walk or, or I'm in a car for a long time. Yeah. Um, same as books, but, um, that, uh, void when that, that show went away cause it, it was about the community and, right. uh, I think my kids and my wife are happy that that's gone because I would, that was my morning routine it would turn on that AM 1490 mm-hmm. in the morning, right. have my shower and listen to Dan and Mike talking to people Yeah, and that when that left, uh, it, it, there was a void. Yeah. 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 Uh, I agree. I, I think, you know, both of our shows, uh, fill that void nicely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I even look at, you know, obviously Meredith and Jen's podcast is not related to me. Yeah. It's geared toward women, women. but I've listened to it several yeah. times and found out some interesting things or had some fun things, you know, to listen to. Yeah. So I have to, you know, I've listened to some things that she's talking about me. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I got to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, well, I, you know, uh, I appreciate your leadership in downtown. I appreciate your leadership, uh, you know, just contributing to a lot of events in our, in our, in our town as well. Uh, I mean, I see your name out a lot and I, I really appreciate uh, what you do. I think you, I think the, the podcast has been great. I know, uh, you know, it's funny. We, we decided, I decided early on, we're not going past a half hour and then every episode has been like an hour. And then, <laughs> you know, I don't have rules. And so <laughs> like, I can tell him the podcast is going to be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. If that's 30 minutes, it's 30 I said, minutes. No one's going to listen to anything past 30 minutes. And then we had these ideas. We came up with these ideas for like segments, like the top five thing. We were going to do uh, a couple other things that we were going to kind of throw in. And then it gets hard to do that when you're talking to people for an hour, you can't throw a segment in cause that just throws the continuity off. So, but then we, we realized that their story was way more important than yeah. the things that we wanted to bring up in yeah. these segments. So, so really, you know, the, the audience determines for you what you're going to do, yeah. you know, We've actually been lucky. We've done a couple of like topical episodes yeah. um, and that those have done well, but right. by far people's stories are doing much better. So yeah. can't uh, argue, you can't argue with that after a while. That I is data. All. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we talk about current events. We talked to yeah. business leaders. We've talked to anyone. Yeah. Uh, and it, you guys have yourself. So you guys have accountability for you. For me, you know, there's some weeks that it goes dry and that's usually because I have a busy week yeah. or I'm out of town at a conference like it was two weeks ago. And it's just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I like your seasons. I might yeah. take that because it would be nice to have a little break and, yeah. uh, you know, get some uh, guests lined up um, as you've probably done. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, I think it was healthy for us um, to refuel and get excited about I mean, I think, I think maybe we didn't realize how much we would enjoy, like uh, we record on Wednesday nights and I I'm like Monday, I start looking forward to Wednesday because Wednesday yeah. I know Mike's coming over <laughs> and we're going to have a guest and we'll sit down and talk. And it's just that that's become a, an important part of my weekly life. Sure. And so I understand like having some accountability, but when we said, Hey, we're going to do 20 episodes this season. And then we're going to take about a month off. And like, I think we were ready at that Mm -hmm. point. But then when we said, Hey, it's time to start recording again. We were both like ready, both ready to to jump back in. I mean, honestly, like the COVID thing, we did an episode, we did the episode with Seth and Justin from old capital. Yeah. 
And then I got COVID the next week. Yeah, so that we put were supposed us to meet, remember? Back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's and then I said, well, that pushes us back. And then, you know, then I was like, now I'm like, oh, now I got to really book some people and get this thing going. I'm like, wait a minute. The, the season will last as long as it right, lasts, yeah. right? Like, so we we're pushed it back a little bit. Yeah. We'd actually recorded a, hey, we're coming back next week thing that we ended up, it's probably in the in the yeah. iPad somewhere, but it's I, in the trash I, bin I, now. I so then we, you know, we kind of re-recorded, re-recorded it after that. So I could talk a little bit about why, you know, we were delayed and yeah, I think people enjoyed it, you know? And yeah. So now we've yeah, got, it did, it did really well with downloads. So yeah. So, it's kind of surprised I mean, me. People apparently really liked my story, I guess, and <laughs> wanted to hear about me uh, watching with, all, all the Marvel movies. <laughs> with, with COVID. Yeah. That's right. So so for your podcast, um, I really enjoyed And I think I sent you a message after I listened to it um, with uh, Mr. Hirsch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Bill. Oh, Bill yeah. Hirsch. Yeah. That episode. I learned so much that I didn't, I wasn't aware. You know, it's funny as he says, Oh, everyone knows my story. <laughs> I said, no, Bill, they don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> they really don't. And they wouldn't like to hear it. Yeah. Cause I, that morning I listened to that. I, I texted you immediately because I yeah. was like, that was fantastic. What an intriguing person. Yeah. And then the fact that, you know, he's restored this house. Beautiful. It's beautiful. House. Have you been to it? Um, I, well, I'm on the civic theater board and clue is going on right now. And they were like, hey, can we sneak in and take some pictures on your staircase? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what actually would be better is if you went and called him mm. and went to that, the Atwood house because that house is gorgeous yeah. and yeah. kind of feels like Clue, like from mm-hmm. board game kind of thing. Yeah. So from yeah. more from that era. So yeah. yeah I was beautiful. just there this week and I hadn't been upstairs uh, before. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, this year I was supposed to have our anniversary there. You know, we were going to stay the night and be tourists. Uh, time and kids got in our way and we didn't, <laughs> right. end up, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, beautiful cool. structure. That, that was a, a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed Thank that. You. And in you, you ask the, you have some specific questions that you ask yeah. all yeah. your guests. And honestly, I really like that because we don't, we don't do that typically. Um, so I think that's cool that that's different between our podcasts, but it is fun to find out what people are reading. Yeah. Yeah. And where they love to eat. Cause you, you, you get all these great ideas of you're ever someplace. Why I do it. Cause yeah. I want to know where to eat. <laughs> yeah. And also I have, I want to have a book on audio. Yeah. Cause that's how I yeah. Yeah. load up my library. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I should, if you really wanted real books, I could have given you the 150 that I gave to AUW. Oh yeah. They're having their sale this week. So I, when I, you know, we're getting ready to move, of course. So I cleaned out my library Yeah, and I said, I I grabbed one box. Marty gave me a bunch of boxes because he just moved. I grabbed one of the large boxes said, this is as many books as I'm bringing. And my wife said, there's no way, but I filled that one up and I said, I'm done. What are you gonna do with all those? I said, I'll figure it out. You, and so you, you probably have a library in your new house, don't you? I, well, we will we'll have bookshelves, Yeah, but I, I just, feel the need to declutter. And Mm -hmm. if I'm going to do that, I'm going to give back in some way, you know? So, uh, Wendy Bennett, who works for me, she's the president of AUW. She was talking about the book sale and I was like, Hey, yeah. Will you take 150 books? And she probably said, sure. Yeah. She's like, yeah, just bring them over. So, yeah. Um, you'll, if you find my name in any of the AUW books, uh, this week, you'll, I'll, I'll come by and autograph it for you or something. (laughs) I'm not uh, the this author. This is airing. Uh, when is yeah, it'll probably be out next. Well, Monday. so we talked about this. We we actually talked about he usually releases on Tuesday, so maybe we'll bump back a day. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't have rules. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a Friday, I've done a Monday, and I've done a Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. So uh, at some point there, I feel like podcasts, you don't have to be uh, stuck to those dates yeah. because they're going to listen to them when they can. Yeah. That's yeah. the beauty of podcasts. Yeah, it's funny. I'm listening to a podcast right now, and the, the podcast jumps in, in on a story and, but the story is evolving. And so they've literally had trouble because people, as they've been talking about this issue, people have been calling and saying, Hey, you know, you ought to talk to this person or whatever. So they literally had to take these long breaks and then they would do an episode where they're like, Hey, look, we know we've been out for a couple of weeks and we're really sorry, but we've actually gotten a lot more in. in, in so now we're going to only do them every two weeks. And the, I think that, kind of honesty about it yeah. is pretty refreshing for people. Yeah, Cause yeah, I think so you know, too. if, if you watch a, t- a show on television and they just say, you know what, we're not going to, we're not going to have one this week. You'd be pretty PO, yeah, you know, right. but if you're communicating with people, like it makes sense, yeah. you know? So I think that's, I, guess you should, I should say uh, every week that I can't do it. Hey, I'm not having one this week. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm on vacation or I'm at a conference or I, I think the listening crowd for podcasts are for the most part, yeah, it's we're not really commercial podcasts, no. no. So um, we don't have sponsor a bunch of big sponsors, right. and um, I think people are pretty forgiving. Yeah, I think they would be um, not as forgiving if our audio was bad, yeah. really, really bad. Yep. But um, and there's been some bad ones on mine. Well, I mean, we we have had some issues too. Yeah. I mean, I've I had one episode that I spent probably four hours editing just to make it sound halfway decent, but. Um, but Mike's talking about podcasts. What what other podcasts are you listening to? Like, uh, the insurance podcast. Oh, I yeah. know it's really exciting. <laughs> uh, and sometimes uh, some chef podcasts. Okay. Uh, so are you, a, you said you worked in the restaurant industry. Are you a cook? Do you, yeah. Do you, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. I like to cook. You love to cook. Uh, I am the cook of the house for sure. Sure. Uh, Meredith says I like to go to the grocery store, but I, to get out of the house, but I do to cook. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, nice. I have for, I don't know, years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. My wife does not really enjoy cooking. No. And, um, and we're not great at it together. Um, so she's been doing the, like the, the, what kind of meals are they? Like the box, like pre-packaged the box, box pre- meals. Where, but like you still have to fix it and prep. Yeah. And I've oh, learned yeah. a ton about cooking, just fixing those meals. It's been, it's been a fun process. Yeah. We're on, uh, which one are we on? We change a lot. Yeah. We do too. Hungry Root. Oh, we haven't tried that one. I haven't one. tried that one yet. So my family is really hard to cook for. Uh, my wife's a vegetarian. Okay. My daughter's gluten-free. Okay. Holy cow. And yeah. I love meat. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So you're really cooking a couple different meals yeah. each time when you cook. Yeah. yeah. My, or my family's I, just, re- I became a vegetarian a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, my family's really hard to cook for too because they don't eat anything except for pizza and chicken nuggets and oh, mac and cheese. So it, it makes it kind of hard. Like, you know, they'll try things every once in a while. They've liked some things, but yeah. you know, for the most part, we, it's like we cook for us yeah, and we cook for them. You know? So it, uh, here recently I've, uh, <laughs> uh, River's Bend has been doing uh, something called alley pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just down this alley from me and uh, we have been cooking pizza on Sundays. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. So if your kids like pizza, that come by. Yeah. I'll have to bring Walker over for sure. He's a big pizza so guy. He's using so. Micah's pizza oven. Yeah. yeah. So he has that cool oven pizza thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, I told Micah we have a cook-off, but we really wouldn't cook-off. Uh, yeah. But it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, that and those recipes are from, and I, 
would she would be upset if I didn't say it. But uh, Amanda Putnam is the one that gave me a lot of these hmm. pizza recipes. Okay. Wow. Now I added nice. a twist of a little honey in it, but okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's bold. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. so. Um, yeah, pizza. We talk about you know going to your podcast and answering your question. Favorite pizza place? Yeah, Max's Pizza. It's a coal-fired pizza place in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, my favorite pizza place yeah, of so all time. Can I? Can we? Yeah. Can oh, yeah. Go to this. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do it. What's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot? I my, know. My favorite breakfast spot is uh, is Carl's. Yeah. I go there every Friday. Some other days too, when I feel like I, you know, really, uh, I, and I, I don't even have to ask anymore. They know what to bring me. They bring me a cup of coffee to start. And then bacon, eggs over easy, and wheat toast comes shortly thereafter. So it's my favorite too. I haven't been there in a while, yeah. but when I was at seventy nine, which is where yeah. Meredith's office, I was there every day, yeah. and the same servers there. And she still to this day knows exactly what I want, and she'll bring me my coffee, and yep. she'll bring me my uh, sausage, uh, egg and cheese bagel, and hash browns. So, I, I, it, it's important, especially I think downtown to have a great breakfast place because Chillicothe doesn't have a lot of breakfast places. Yeah. yeah. And so I think Carl's is, um, so local. Yeah. Carl's is my, is my favorite as well, but my all time favorite breakfast place is the Sil- silver grill in Fort Collins, Colorado. Nice. I can't wait to visit there. Famous, what's, what's your thing there? Well, they, they have, uh, these amazing cinnamon rolls that they'll cut in half and you can get them like, as French toast or, Whoa. um, we're just regular toast. It, yeah. They're, they're just, wow. It's sounds pretty great good. meal. There's always a line. Yeah. Um, anytime you go. And honestly, it's the, that's the last place I've actually gone inside to eat was mm-hmm. when we were out there. We, we have to eat there when we're there. So, so now out of town, uh, Pamela's diner in Pittsburgh is probably my favorite place. Anytime I'm in Pittsburgh, I go there and get breakfast there. They do crepe styled pancakes, but they're, they're known for, they do the crepe filled pancakes. I get it with strawberries, but it's brown sugar and sour cream. Wow. And you're sitting there like sour cream. That's an odd sensation. It works. It's amazing. And you can get it with blueberries as well. They also have a California French toast there. That's, um, bananas and things like that. Kels loves that. But boy, I'll tell you right now that I never would have dreamed in a million years like that combination was going to work with you. But Pamela's is pretty amazing. It so, is amazing. That's where we ate after you two. That's all right. That's I right. forgot about that. And I ran into somebody that I knew in Char- from Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I got right. And that's that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. it's in Pittsburgh. It's, yeah, I'm not. You don't go to Pittsburgh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. We don't want. Hey, man. <laughs> we finally won this year. That's right. <laughs> So lunch for me, um, boy, um, could be out of town too. I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, this I'm going to, I'm marking myself here, but I, I have really become a 50 West guy for lunch. I really have. It's easy for me. Cause like when yeah. you were at 79, I literally walk like, yeah. you know, half a block and I can get something and it's quick. usually pretty quick. Um, so and you get the Colorado burger there? I do not get the Colorado <laughs> burger. I have had the Colorado burger. In fact, I had the Colorado burger at that mighty fundraiser that they did out here on the street. Oh, yeah, yeah. That burger is fantastic, I was, but it is hot. I was Ooh. feeling that for a while. 
My favorite is is uh, the Kansas, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which is delicious, man. I it's messy, but it's really yeah, good. good. So. I get that on chicken. But have you tried the Geta Burger? That's the seasonal. Uh, Kels got it when we were there the other day. Uh, she said it was tremendous. Yeah, so. I love Geta, but that's a yeah. Cincinnati thing. Yeah, uh, it's like a sausage mm-hmm. with oats. Yep. Uh, your favorite? Um, I honestly, I, I have to probably get a Los Mariachis. Mm. Yeah, because um, I've had I have a group of friends that we've eaten there almost every Thursday for probably 18 oh, a long years. Time. Yeah. Whenever they opened, it was Poco Loco before. Yeah. And then the Fiesta Ranchero was out there on, we went to Fiesta Ranchero and it was out on Bridge Street for mm-hmm. a little bit. And then Los opened up and we've been there almost every Thursday since. Yeah. Um, so I never answered this, but... My lunch spot would be from in college. It was the place called Alfalfa's. And I think it's still there. It was like a it's like a little hippie yeah. granola place. But they have this dish called the Hoppin' John. Oh man. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if I don't I think it's still there. It's, it was probably pre COVID, but yeah. Great place if you're ever in Lexington. <laughs> For lunch. For lunch. Yeah. yeah. I have to remember that. Dinner, the best Best pizza I've ever had is at Giuliana's Pizza in the Bronx in in Pitt, uh, New York, and um, it's it is wood fired. Um, it's a small little place. We went there and waited an hour to get a seat one time. And uh, when it was actually for my fiftieth birthday, I went to go see the Mets and Yankees at, in the Subway Series, and we had heard about Giuliana's as one of the best pizza places in in the nation. Yeah, they're like, all right, we'll see about this. But my goodness, so good. Wonderful. I I would fly back there just to go there again. In fact, I took my daughters to see 21 pilots in Uniondale about five years ago. And I was like, I'm going to get back there somehow. Didn't happen. I was heartbroken. I did not show it for my beautiful daughters because they were there to see 21 pilots. So, but it, Juliana's pizza in in the Bronx is unbelievable. So that's fantastic. Um, wait, I'm sorry. It was Brooklyn, Brooklyn. not the Bronx. Sorry. Brooklyn. Okay. I'm glad I didn't go to the Bronx. Yeah, that would have been yeah. really awkward. <laughs> so, so dinner. Oh man, I, I kind of mentioned the Max's coal-fired pizza mm-hmm. um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Fantastic! It's some of the best pizza I've ever had. Uh, mine would be uh, Peninsula Grill in Charleston, where I used yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've eaten good, there. It's it's yeah. really good. Yeah, it, well, it's a good place to take a date and yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not something you eat every night cause it's pretty pricey, but yeah, yeah. uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one other, I will add that, that I've eaten that twice in the last year is pastor's pantry in Wheelersburg. Yeah. It's, I saw you it's listed as something. it's it? listed as a cooking school. Um, it's a friend of mine, Sam Peters. Um, he's a pastor of a church down in Ironton, I think. Um, and we, I met him through my band years ago and he opened up this, um, this cooking school. And really it's, you go and you watch him cook and he tells you what he's doing and you basically just eat. And, Sounds um, like my kind of a, cooking school, a couple, um, so you have to follow them on Facebook to see what their menus are coming up. They're only open about three nights a week, but fantastic. You get there at six 30, um, wrap up about eight. And that's Wheelersburg. And that's in Wheelersburg. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. But yeah, they, they had a taste of San Antonio. And so my buddy John Mark and I went down a couple Mondays ago. That's what you probably saw my Instagram yep. posts. Yeah. And it was a seven course meal. And, and there wasn't any, I ate everything. It was fantastic. 
Yeah, I remember you posted yeah, I about that. It. I've seen him post about it too, a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, books. Current book you're reading or books you'd like to share? Uh, so book that I'm, the book that I'm reading right now is kind of boring. No one else is going to care, but uh, Horseshoes versus Chess. It's a practical guide to chamber leadership. It's by the guy that was the head of the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, David Atkinson. It's really good. I just started it last night. The other book, ironically enough, also is about Kentucky. It's called Pappy Land by Wright Thompson, which just came out last year. It's basically like the... Bourbon? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's a little bit about the culture of horse racing and the way it relates to bourbon. And um, it's a tremendous book. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I basically got it because it was about, about you know, bourbon. bourbon. But uh, it gets a little bit more into the story of... The Van Winkles and all that other stuff. It's, it's pretty yeah. cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, here is Real Magic by Nate Staniforth. He's a, a magician. And um, being a magician was wearing on him. So he decided to take a spiritual journey to India and meet up with some of the original like magicians and see like old world magic and illusions and things. And so it became this like just rediscovering him himself as a magician. And um, it's fantastic. It's a, it's well-written. It's his first book. He actually has a second book out um, that I just ordered. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm rereading that one just because it was so good. Awesome. Yeah. It's a pretty quick read, but it's just a great, great story. I'm reading a couple right now. Um, one is They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. He was a speaker at the last conference I was at. Um, really good. And I've just started diving into it. But he was a pool guy and became a uh, marketer kind of. You know, people would ask the question and he would answer it. And that's how he built his business. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, that is about negotiation. Hmm. Uh, FBI, uh, negotiator. Pretty, pretty cool. Oh, that's got to yeah. be pretty neat. Yeah. That, that sounds Kind of use that in business a little bit. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm usually have a couple going, um, and I do audio books. I don't yeah. really have time to read. Um, yeah. It's tough to find time, especially you've got active kids that are doing things yeah. and I, we have the same. Yeah. Marty's less of that now, but you know, like yeah. he likes to find time to go and see his kids and things like that yeah. too. So. It's, it's tough. I, I find when I grab a book and kick it open I immediately, I'm ready for bed. Like, yeah, I, I would be too. I, yeah. I, so audiobooks help me out me tremendously. Too. Yeah. Um, Night Owl, Early Riser, both. Early Riser, it drives my wife insane. Yeah. She, she is definitely, it was, the boys in our family are Early Risers and Lucy is now, but then Juliana and, and Kelsey, like, you know, it, they're not doing it. So I, I'm an early, <laughs> I'm an Early Riser for sure. I am a night owl. Yeah. I, I, I go to bed way too late every night, but then, you know, seven, I'm up and at it, but yeah, I, I wish I could go to bed earlier, but maybe I should start reading a book. Yeah. Then you go, yeah, to maybe go to sleep maybe early. Maybe yeah. yeah. Right now I'm an early riser. Uh, not as early as Meredith half the time, but she's up at like five and then I get up at six. Yeah. She works out before me usually. So, yeah. Well, when you got to get kids to school, you got to get up early. Yeah. Especially yeah. right now. I mean, these kids have to be to school by 730. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. But, well. Well, I, I, this has been great. It I, has I, been. Yeah. I'm glad we it. finally got it's a chance been. to do this. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's funny how many times I've heard from people like, uh, you know, Hey, you and Andy, you know, you guys are doing the same thing, but man, we really like it. Um, and you know, we've talked about having you on and Mm -hmm. we had to postpone the first time and then schedules became an issue. And so I'm glad that we've just really been doing it. I, we say it every week, but keep doing what you're doing. Cause it's, it's working, man. Like I, I, I feel like the more we tell the stories, the more we build the morale and and the, and the, I think we just, we get more stories like this and then, you know, we'll just keep going. So I pull up Apple podcasts on Tuesday mornings to see the, yeah, you didn't do it this week. Cause yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right, man. Next week you will. Giving me something to look forward to. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, man. It's been great to have you. Yeah.